0: guys welcome back to trauma unpacked with viv um today we're gonna kind of keep talking about coping mechanisms and taking a deeper dive into a conference that i actually watched um this weekend called um if gathering and there was one session in particular that i thought was really cool and i think they had a lot of great insights on different ways of coping and um they also tied it into like relationships with God and everything which I think is really important too with our mental health um I go to a Christian university I identify as a Christian and so it is important to me that um as I'm learning things about mental health and how to even regulate my own emotions I'm also making room and inviting the Holy Spirit um into those situations and just like inviting Christ into those Moments, um, Because ultimately, we could have all the right answers on paper, but still feel um, unwhole at the end of the day. Because at the end of the day, the formula (laughs) and the answer to life is Christ and a relationship with him. So, I thought it was really cool. This whole conference was really great. They had a lot of really great speakers there um but this specific session that we're going to kind of be diving a little bit deeper into was with um annie f downs lisa turkhurst and rebecca lyons and all three of them are incredible i highly recommend them um, look into their stuff they're part of a lot of great things um annie has a podcast she has a couple of books um They're all just incredible. But Annie kind of was leading the group a little and was um, asking leading questions and stuff. And then it was just just really great conversation um, about coping. And um, this wasn't like a research paper or like something where they went in and like they just know all the answers. These are things that they learned by experience. um, Things that they've learned through people who they're close to who do specialize in these things. Um, And just, like, all these things brought together. And so I thought this was a really cool thing. I think it would be a cool thing to talk about um, on this podcast. So we're going to kind of talk about that today. So really the overarching kind of thing um, or theme today is going to just take a look into practical um ways of coping and things that we can do to prevent ourselves from getting to a place of crisis um and also in those moments maybe things that are helpful for us to know about um ourselves and how we operate just as humans um but also pertaining to Christ and our relationship with others and community um so a lot of these notes and things we're going to touch on are things that I wanted to kind of talk about at some point in this little time anyways and so I was really excited when um those things were highlighted and pointed out in this uh conversation that I had listened to um in this conference um which by the way go listen to it if you can go listen to these authors they're great um but yes let's get right into it so one aspect of this that i think is really important so one thing that i really thought was cool that they pointed out was um that unhealthy coping mechanisms a lot of the time are attached to shame um and so choosing to come out of hiding i guess and highlighting those things bringing things out of the dark and into the light and confiding in someone you trust Um, someone you know who will not lead you astray is really important in those moments. Um, Shame is one of the devil's uh, most tactful, maybe, uh, approaches to isolating us and making us feel like we're alone and, like, uh, I guess maybe even prideful that we don't want to bring these things up to people or whatever it might be. And he really does use shame to isolate us and ultimately draw us farther away from christ into um the greatest version of ourselves and who god has created us to be and so just being um mindful of that and that's a thing and also being willing to do what you have to do in order to um change that way of thinking so being vulnerable is super super important when you can recognize that your mode of coping may not be the greatest in that moment. And going along with that, um, they highlighted that Jesus is a source of rest. And that Jesus invites us to come into his rest and to bring these things to him. um, And when we're struggling to confide in him and run to him. Um, There's a lot of a lot of accounts in the bible a lot of great teachings on just like allowing yourself to be held by christ and trusting that he will take care of you um and that can really go a long way cuz i think it's very easy for us to be to want to be separate from christ and try to like isolate ourselves when we feel like we aren't the best version of ourselves or try to come to him when we're perfect and that's unrealistic um we are not whole without christ and so we have to be willing to go to him even when we don't feel our best so they kind of highlighted some healthy coping mechanisms and things um like ways to regulate your emotions and all the things that have helped them and so i'll kind of bring up some of those points and talk about um how those things have helped me or add things on and we'll just see where that kind of goes so i think one aspect of just trying to promote healthy ways of um taking care of yourself and making sure that you're emotionally okay (laughs) is literally by asking yourself am i okay um, and this is something that they kind of brought up in this conversation as well. But like finding a rhythm in your day and making that space to be able to check in and be honest about how you're feeling and where you are. Um, but I think if we get caught up in our schedule and what we have to do, it can be hard to even recognize that, oh, there's an underlying thing that's going on here. I'm overwhelmed. Um, and if we're not honest about that, if we're not being taking an active part in pausing and making sure that we're good um it's not really gonna do us very good in the long run and we're probably gonna get uh run really thin before we explode (laughs) um so yeah just noticing those areas where you might be avoidant is also a really good thing to think about um and that might be with your relationship with god with tasks you have to finish with your friends and people that are close to you that know you best. Um, I find that I do typically tend to isolate myself when I feel out of control or if I feel overwhelmed or like I have a lot of work on myself to do. I tend to kind of recluse and then want to try to fix everything and then before I come back to that person. But especially with our relationship with God, it's really important to come to him exactly as we are and not try to Fix everything before we get there because if we have that mindset first of all we'll never get to a point where everything's perfect enough for him um and second we he doesn't he didn't ask for us to come to him perfect if we came to him perfect there would be no reason for him and so we have to be willing to be humble enough to even acknowledge that he doesn't need that from us and he's not asking that of us and so choosing not to take that extra responsibility when he has not asked us to give that um and then also with our relationships with other people um choosing to be vulnerable and honest about where you are is gonna go so much further in your relationship with that person um and honestly is gonna serve everybody well because they'll be able to know um, a little bit more about your story to be able to hopefully help you or come alongside you and support you in that way Um, but also they'll have a deeper understanding of what's going on with your life and hopefully be able to read situations better with that information, as opposed to just having to assume or hoping for the best, but not really knowing what's going on. Um, it's really important to kind of break that barrier that the devil tries to build up in, um, his tactic to like isolate us. It's really too much. So we have to be very aware of that. Um, Setting boundaries for ourselves is always a really good thing to do. Something that's been very helpful for me. Um, One of the women in this talk brought up the uh, practice of setting aside your phone when the sun sets. And she said when the sun sets, her phone's also set down. Um, And so, basically, her reasoning behind that was that when the sun sets, it reduces the red light... Uh, that is like naturally released that naturally releases melatonin um and so basically when we when that is naturally happening in our environment but then we're still exposing ourselves to copious amount copious amounts of blue light on our screens on our phones laptops whatever tv um it is actually kind of doing the opposite of what we should be doing And it's not really allowing our bodies to like naturally kind of unwind and settle into the evening. And so we probably won't get as good of sleep. It will be harder to kind of settle our minds. Um, uh, I think that can contribute to a lot of like racing thoughts and just like feeling like you can't slow down. And you're really tired. You want to go to sleep. But that transition is very broken up because we didn't allow our bodies to transition um and I think each person is a little bit different with that so you're just gonna have to like figure out what you what's realistic for you I know I'm a student and so it's a lot easier to say I want to put all screens away at 8 p.m but when I have an exam the next morning and I don't feel ready for it (laughs) it's definitely going to be harder for me to shut off all my electronic devices and go to bed Um, But I do think it's important to be mindful of and to um, at least do in moderation. Um, Another aspect is obviously good rest and good sleep. And I think that kind of coincides with that. Um, But honestly, just like having that boundary for yourself. If you know that you are going to have a bad day based off of how much sleep you get, you need to get sleep. Um, Unfortunately, I'm very used to not really getting that great of sleep. I think it also has to do with some biological things my dad's side of the family does not have a good track record with sleep patterns and they've always had issues with sleeping so I think it's kind of uh it has to do with it a little bit too um but I have kind of been conditioned to be able to run off of really small amounts of sleep um but if you're that person that really can't run off of small amount, like low amounts of sleep You need to make that a priority. Um, And that's something I'm even trying to do. Even though I can go longer periods of time before I crash. It's still not really stewarding my body the best way that I can. And so I'm even trying to be more mindful of that. Um, Another thing. (laughs) Drink your water, guys. Um, And this is something that... I mean, all these things I think maybe you've heard before. But I think they're just important reminders. Um, But... One of the women said that drinking four, even just four, sorry, four ounces of water will reduce your anxiety levels drastically. Um, And I know I've been rather dehydrated recently, like literally within the last two weeks. It's just been out of control a little. And so um, just being mindful of that and like noticing the difference in the way that you feel and how foggy your brain is and all the things like it really does have a direct effect uh the amount of water that you're taking in kind of being to the same drum with the whole boundary thing i think that also translates with people um people can be toxic sometimes and not even meaningfully but sometimes the part that they play in your life might be toxic but to others it's not and um you just have to be okay with change um which is something that i I really struggle with but being okay with the ebbs and flows of relationships and how they differ and sometimes people grow apart and whatever that might mean, but ultimately you have to be able to check in with yourself and really ask yourself, "Am what am I doing to contribute to this situation? Is this helpful or harmful for them? And this is helpful and harmful to me. Um, and if it's helpful, if it's harmful to you, um... There's probably some steps that you can take to create a better boundary between you and that person. Because it sounds like whatever's happening, um, you're consistently in a position that you don't want to be in. And so there's something that has to change and you can't wait for them to change it. um, Because in the process, you're not finding peace. Um, And so every situation is different. I'm never going to be an advocate for just cutting someone out of your life. That's always the last resort for me. But I've also had to learn that people play a part in your life for a time. And sometimes God removes people completely. And sometimes he just keeps them at a distance. And it's really, really hard. um, And something that I've been trying to be more okay with. Um, But regardless of the situation... If you are consistently submitting those things to God and checking in with yourself and making sure that, um, what you are doing in the situation is what you're supposed to do and that you are doing the proper things in order to create a safe space for everybody involved, um, even if that means taking a step back, um, that might be something that you want to think about, um, and kind of another aspect of the boundary thing, um, I am an overthinker. And so one thing I really struggle with is just letting my thoughts go way too far, overanalyzing every situation. Oh, they said, it, but they said this thing with this tone, so they must think this. And then operating out of that belief that I have about another person or about the belief that I think someone has about me. And that's not fair to yourself and that's not fair to the other party. Um... So, um, definitely just, I think a boundary that you could set for yourself would be to just check in and make sure that you're not going too far with your thoughts and allowing yourself to get to that point. Um, the Bible says that we can take our thoughts captive and that we should do that. And so I think part of that is having discipline in, um, allowing ourselves to acknowledge something and how we're feeling in that moment, but also not, Giving too much authority to it and allowing it to drive our emotions and our thoughts, which is something that I struggle with a lot, oh my goodness, especially in a pandemic where there's so much time to think and like just be alone um oh my goodness, so many things I give way too much time to in my mind, but that's definitely some like one of the biggest lessons I've been trying to learn recently, and so um. Yeah, I would recommend that to anyone. Just reassess your thought process and the way that you're processing things and make sure they're not overthinking and overanalyzing because that is not a peaceful experience. Don't neglect to do the things that are easy. Um, I don't think any of these things are too hard in moderation, but I think sometimes we get caught up in our day-to-day lives and it can feel like uh like too hard to keep going but we have to retrain our minds to be able to take care of our bodies and our minds better because at the end of the day if we're more focused on what's on our schedule than how we are actually doing um it's only going to be a temporary fix and we'll end up crashing and burning so these are some helpful tips and just things that have been helpful um for multiple people in regulating emotion, um, and so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of to, wanted to put that tidbit out there. Um, also, another part of their little conversation that they had, they were talking about loneliness and um, how it can be harder to do things and have boundaries for yourself when you're alone and you feel really connected to people on the internet and on social media. Um, but just, like, the importance of reaching out and, like, surrounding yourself by people because even just by physically living alone, it can be easy to isolate yourself and feel like, oh, I'll just deal with this on my own. But we are literally created by God to be in community. We were not created to live alone. And so it's really important to, A, build a relationship with Christ, but also, like, Utilize the relationships and the people that he's put in front of you and foster those relationships and build those relationships. Because we are not meant to handle these things alone, especially when we're in a moment of crisis. Um, The last thing that I would ever recommend as just an undergrad psychology student or just like a human in general is to be alone. That's like my one thing when someone's in crisis, I'm like... Who can be in your presence right now? Like, you don't need to be alone. Um, so, yeah. And beating to that same drum of loneliness and... uh, Things are just proven to be helpful in those moments. Hugs. You guys, hug people. Um, I know we're in a pandemic. <laughs> I know it's not really the easiest thing to maintain six feet and also hug someone. So... Really, I guess it just pertains to people who are married or are living in the same household with a family member or in a position where you can do that. And I think everybody can assess their situation and decide when that's appropriate and when it isn't. But hugs are proven to release um, amounts of dopamine in your brain. So it's like proven that a hug that lasts three to five seconds that's a lot of good for someone, even if you don't like physical touch. Um, and then raising your heartbeat or heart rate, my bad. Really good, too, because it produces serotonin in the brain, which is our, like, happy hormone. Um, so, like, I don't know, get out there, exercise, go on a walk. Um, do something that will raise your heart rate, even if it's a little bit, because it it will actually do some good for your body. And be really helpful. So, yes. There are definitely a lot more other practical ways of coping and dealing with things. And just like, not even coping, but just like trying to minimize the amount of pressure that we build up. That ultimately turns into this overwhelming thing. And we kind of explode. Um, And so just like, in, in putting these things into our daily routine that will be helpful in the long run uh practical applications so if you think of any more that would be uh a good thing to add on let me know and maybe I'll plug it into another episode um and I'm sure this will be like an ongoing conversation because I'm always finding better ways of dealing with situations um myself and I know a lot of people who do things differently than me that are helpful for them as well. So I'm sure this will be a great ongoing conversation. Please let me know what you think and where you're at. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It wasn't as like sciencey as some of the other episodes might be, but I did think it was a cool approach to talking about coping and emotion regulation um, because it heavily ties in our relationship with Christ. And I think that's really important. So, thanks for listening. Um, Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Trauma Unpacked. Um, Let me know if you have any feedback or what you'd like to hear next. And I will try to take that into account. Um, Today's quote is, The goal isn't to get rid of all your negative thoughts and feelings. That's impossible. The goal is to change your response to them. Mark and Angel.